Welcome back to another episode of the Decision Hour. I'm your host, Adam Bird. Folks, I'm excited about the interview that we got lined up for you guys today. Um, I met this organization several months ago now. <laughs> so so it's been uh, it, this has been in the works, and, and I'm excited to have these guys on. Um, if you're listening to this, it means you're already online. So just open up another browser and go to thefreedompeople.org thefreedompeople.org. Follow along with us today. Grab a pen, something to write with. You're going to be happy that you did. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Rex King right now. Rex, how you doing, brother? Doing good. What's happening? How's everybody? Good, man. Good. Listen, I'm excited to, to have you guys on. This has been a long time coming. Uh, I had uh, met a colleague, a future mutual friend of ours, uh, Bradley, here a couple months ago. And uh, learned a little bit more about your uh the freedom people and what you guys are doing but before we dive into that rex why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself yeah you bet uh again my name is rex king and part of the freedom people organization we aim to assist americans in dealing with certain aspects of their life that they may or may not be aware of largely the difference between the public and the private and what side is more beneficial for you to live in and win. So that includes additional information on both sides, public and private, and how we can help protect assets, uh, protect your interests, children, et cetera, in a world that continues to change and become less and less free. It's very interesting that you say it that way, Rex. For Just for clarification, when you say the difference between public and private, can you elaborate on that for us, please? Yeah, I think you guys, uh, many people, I should say, have been exposed to this concept that there's a hidden world that exists below what we see as the public or what we're born into. And most of us live our whole lives there. We're pleased to say and observe that many people are becoming aware that there's another side, what we call the private side. Um, and it's, it's a matter of trying to get the information out in a way that's palatable. This is really a life study. And the freedom people are constantly learning and researching all the time. And so uh, it's difficult for us to really focus on one thing because there's so many solutions to tackle. Yeah. So we, we take one at a time and try to find the most simplistic way to explain what's going on without it being overly sensationalized, without it being overly uh, dr made dramatic so that folks can't understand what's going on and then try to come up with an ABC solution one step at a time to help them uh, protect themselves or get where they need to be. So it's a, uh, it's a, it's a long process yeah. and one, one step at a time. So let me ask you one, one of the things that I, that I've been looking at, and it seems like there's been a lot more people this year, uh, land, landowners, for an example, uh, that own land, they said, well, you know, the government can come in and take your land at, at any given time. But I, I, I heard that there was a way to register it where I, I, I don't know the proper terminology, so forgive me uh, on this. And I'm, I'm not really sure how to how to word the question. I know it had something to do with land and your house. And uh... yeah, no, no, it's a it's a common common question. And the idea, one of the first things that most people have a question about is how do I protect my property? If you finally get to the point where you have property, which yeah. isn't always easy for regular folks, you finally do get a piece and you've got a house on it, then you're learning more about how abrasive the government agencies are and the 
county assessors and all the property tax and et cetera. Yeah. You start asking those questions. How do I protect it? How do I go about it? And this is kind of one of the problems that the freedom people have is that all this information and so-called remedies that exist out there on the internet are very muddled. It's, it's a, it's a cloudy mess to try to navigate through, to find out what's true, what's not, what works, what doesn't. And we had angles on solutions for many years and how do we attack this? And we decided first things first, let's start building people, private common law express trusts. And that because every, every road ended there, every remedy for everything, including land, including protecting property or, or avoiding property tax and all the other things always ended up, well, you're going to need a trust. So we aim to, uh, find a solution on building trust for people. This is a few years ago. Mm. And how do we approach this? How do we streamline this process? Knowing everybody's circumstances are different. How do we attack this and come up with a very robust lawful approach to building private common law trust that the district of Columbia or the government's hands can't touch. And so we decided to just start with that. Now I'm saying that first because all these other solutions that exist for all these other problems are irrelevant without first the trust. So we see it as the critical first step. You really can do some other things like avoiding property tax and these types of things and other, but you're going to end up coming right back to this. If you don't do the trust first, you're leaving the door open for these agencies to pillage you. If the door is left open and you leave anything in the private, that, or I'm sorry, in the public that you're try, trying to protect, yeah. then they, that they, again, that door is open so they can come back in on you. So let's do that first, and then let's start talking about these other solutions. Now, with these other solutions, this is where it gets cloudy and murky out there because there's 10 stories or 10 different ways that we've heard that someone can avoid paying property tax and it's <laughs> i'll tell you what it's uh what we and it, just the short short answer is we decided to back burner that yes there's ways to do it yes there is <laughs> is there just one way to handle any of these things no there's a lot of different ways to skin a cat and the terminology that exists out there the definitions of words how people are using the words We've talked about the law dictionaries, Black's Law, other types. Oh, wow. yeah. uh, these types of things can be very confusing because how you're using the word and what context and what solution or remedy you're trying to arrive at can vary greatly. So we've actually backburnered the property tax portion of it because it's not the hottest fire. People are getting pillaged in far greater ways through taxation, for example, than property tax. So yes, that's taxing, but property tax is far less significant dollar for dollar than most of our clients face with their businesses, which most of our clients are largely business owners. Right. And their exposure to unlawful taxation is far superior to that or far in excess to that. So uh, yes, there is a way to do it. Is it the first step? We don't recommend that. We'll deal with that later. All right. So let's back up then. You're telling me trust. Now for those, can, this may sound like an ignorant question, but can can anybody start a trust? Yes, anybody can, anybody. Now, um, what type of trust is is the question. Okay. And, and how, how many different types of trusts are there? There there's really there's uh you could you could probably say there's an infinite number of trusts. There's popular trusts or trusts that you've heard of, uh revocable trusts, irrevocable trusts, living trusts, God trusts. 
These are largely statutory trusts, trusts that are built in the public domain, usually by bar attorneys, and you pay them a decent amount of money, sometimes a lot of money yeah. to build out a trust that um, is supposed to provide you with some level of protection. And it does. And sometimes you can delay taxation, capital gains, et cetera. But the recipients downstream of the trust and what it protects are going to get hit with these taxation at some point. Eventually. So how we see it is that if you don't address the gatekeeper to this whole thing about jurisdiction and who has dominion over who and who has control over who, then, you know, you got to deal with that first. And the gatekeeper to it all is the IRS. The IRS does not have to be the, the opposing force that it seems to be. Once you learn its code and you understand how to use it properly and lawfully, it's a it's actually a, a leverage point. It's it's not against you anymore, but you have to structure things appropriately and to and per its code and laws. So um, in that way, we want to make sure that we create the trust to meet their requirements of privatization first. And they leave the door open and have provision in the code to build a private common law trust that's outside the District of Columbia's jurisdiction, which is determined by the IRS. So we start there. The, the public trusts or what we're talking about, revocable or irrevocable trusts, living trusts, these types of trusts, uh, they are not structured that way. And so they do a good job of delaying taxation uh, but downstream, they're exposed. So, would you, Rex? Would you say that that's a, a common misconception for people that are just starting to get into looking into this stuff? You know, I've I've heard of of a living trust and 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 whatnot. I'm and I was, you know, I'll throw myself under the bus. Prior, you know, several months ago when I was looking into this, I'd always grew up like, oh, you need a uh, you need a uh, you know a living trust, and you put your son on it, and you can do X, Y, and and Z with it, but I did not know that 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 was still kind of fell under the District of Columbia and the IRS stuff. So, are you saying that a common law trust is is more something that people should at least look at? Yeah, if you're interested in not spending your life completely in the public, and you need to be in the public, you need to be in commerce in the public. You need to make money in the public. These are these are things that are a tool, right? But it's it's who owns those tools, and how private those tools are. The ownership of those tools is what's important. And so, when we say tools, what are we talking about? We're talking about a business. Let's say that you have an LLC, for example. Mm -hmm. That LLC needs to make money. It, it's a revenue. It it it's a it, it creates your means for profitability right uh as an example okay and if you leave that llc in the public domain then it's taxable that entity by its nature in the way it was originated and set up was set up through the irs to be a public entity for profitability and if there's profitability then there's going to be taxation right and so um per their code you can follow the irs and and its laws and set up your organization so it meets the criteria to where those entities are not taxable. And this is through the privatization and who owns that. So if your trust is set up properly and your trust is set up in the private, then everything that it owns has the same classification or designation with them. So it's a, it's a very valuable way to set up your organization and you can do that with many different assets. And so, you know, it's commonly known 
or the, the idea is own nothing and control everything. This is, this is a Rockefeller quote that those people who understand the concept of public and private participate in uh, many of these families, their, their lives are completely built that way. Children are born into that understanding. Most Americans are not, they're born into a world of slavery. They're born into a world where all they know is you got to get the nine to five with the benefits so that you can get by. And that is not true. It's just the information isn't readily available and it's very confusing. So was our it, whole was it done uh, that way purposely? Yes. I mean, the short answer is yes, absolutely. The powers <laughs> that be and whatever we want to call them. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it's this is the most sophisticated level of fraud that the world has ever seen, at least historically speaking. I mean, it is absolutely unbelievable the layers and the depths that these people went to to protect their interests via this fraudulent system. Yeah. And it's uh, and it's it's a multi-prong approach. Uh, how they came up with this and it's really a very short period of time, if you really want to get back to 1789 when when um, you know we really took off as a socialist a socialist democracy, and there's you can argue about that all you want, but uh, from that point, just in a couple hundred years, how could somebody, how could a group of individuals come up with something so sophisticated to hide from everybody in a way that you can live, you can be born, live your entire life, and die and not have any understanding? And that's sadly the case for most people. So it's uh, it, it, the layers of unraveling are, it takes a lifetime, as I said, this is a life study and one step at a time. So the first step is to say, do you like being in the public? Do you like paying taxes? Do you like really being a slave? It's it's what we call legal slavery. You know, because it, it, go ahead. Uh, let me interrupt you real quick, Rex, because I'm hearing what you're saying, right? And I know there's other listeners that are out there. And again, those of you that are listening and you're liking what you're hearing, know that you can do something. Go to thefreedompeople.org. Open up the website and get in contact. The contact information's on there. Um, it almost sounds like it's too good to be true. Like you're telling me that there's a way to get out of the public and be more private. And it's like, you know, I'm 45 and you can tell by the gray and the goatee that I'm a little seasoned. And it's like, I, I, and it's, I think about the last 40, you know, the 45 years of my life, we've been taught one thing. And, and this is what you do. You wake up, you go to, you find a job, you go to that job, you work that job for, you know, 20, 30 years, you retire, you die kind of a thing. Right. But, it sounds like yeah. there's there's so much there's like uh, you know at 45 I'm hearing what you're saying it's like man there's a whole nother life out there that yeah it is there that, is that I mean, exists I was, that I could it, I could potentially there's still time for me to be a part of that oh a lot of time and you know we're advocates for handling all your affairs I mean we want you to be you know we won't get into all that today but uh, in terms of health and longevity. The freedom people are, are, that's one of our cornerstone pillars of, of uh, understanding. We want to teach people how to have great health too, because it doesn't matter if we come up with a solution to get you free, to bring you out of the system of slavery, if you're sick yeah. and a lot of people are. So yes, absolutely. You're young in our, in our mind, you're very young. You have a huge amount of living to do, and it could be, it could be on the private side of life in freedom where you're not looking over your shoulder and 
buying a bunch of crap you don't need with, for your business every year to have the expenditures so you don't pay as much tax. Yeah. I mean, you get a lot of good stuff that way, but you'd have more so-called cash in the bank if you didn't have to have these expenditures and and these expenses to uh, offset your profitability. So, yes, absolutely. You got a lot of living to do and, and everyone does. And it's uh, I, I was just with some some family members just the other day. And these people are uh, very conservative, patriotic people. But when I very, very subtly brought the subject up of the difference between the public and the private, and you don't have to handle your affairs like you are, <laughs> you know, they're talking about, oh, this property tax and the, and the, the problems that we're having here. And we don't want to build the, the outbuilding or the barn out on the property because then the assessor is going to hit us with the bigger property tax. And, and so I, I just very loosely start talking about some solutions. And as soon as you tell someone that they don't have to follow all of those 14th Amendment U.S. citizen rules, regulations, statutes, ordinances, mandates, et cetera, their, their eyes glaze over. Yeah. They can't imagine that this is something that exists. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the social programming that's taken place from the day you're born and as you said, till the day you die. I, and yeah. I, uh, you often hear like, that's crazy talk. I've, you know, I've, I've, I've had people like, wow, but that, that doesn't exist or you're, or, or that turns into that you're, that's a conspiracy or, you know, or whatever. And what, what's funny is the more and more that I've looked at this and, and started to kind of, I'll say crawl down the rabbit hole the last, I'd say eight months that I've really started really looking into more and more of this type of stuff. It, it's just very eye-opening it's very intriguing. It was just like, holy crap, why, why isn't everybody doing this? Now, I mean, we we know why. We know that answer. But it this is this is something that here here you have a tool. Those of you that are listening here, you have a tool. Thefreedompeople.org. You have an organization here that's going to help you. Yeah, I live, mean, it's, live, uh... live a better. Quite frankly, I'm going to say it. Live a better life. You will live a better life. Why you're not reaching out to them today? Reach out to them today. Thefreedompeople.org. Get in touch with, with, with these guys because yeah. they're here to help. And like you say, when you say that, why isn't everyone doing it? It's a great question, and there's a lot of reasons why. But some of the most important reasons why is that it's a pain in the ass. It's hard to figure it out. Yeah, and it's the information's there. It's it's actually not hidden from anyone. But how you collect the data and arrange it in a functional way in a fashion of a timeline and checks and balances to get to the end goal which is some type of remedy or solution to your problem is very complicated and we were studying this stuff for years i mean nearly 20 years trying to figure out how to handle it and even now even after all of that difficulty trying to arrive at some point of clarity some point of functionality that we can actually take a step forward and know that one it's working and two we're not looking over our shoulder uh, it, it's tough. And the only thing that we started with was building the trusts. There's a lot of other remedies that we're going to have in the future. And we're going to have these things and, and uh, extended education tools available, uh, client portals so that we can customize our solutions and approaches to their needs. But right now, the most critical thing is to get these trusts built. We're good at those. We do them lawfully. And, uh, and, and that's the critical first step. But the other reason besides just the difficulty of it that people don't live in the private or learn about this is because I hate to say it. A lot of people like their cage. They like it. 
it's comfortable. Yeah. It's stable. It's there's a level of reassurance when they wake up and they go through their, their modality of thought, waking up, going through their morning routine, going to work, coming home, doing whatever it is, and then going to bed and getting up and wash, rinse, repeat again. And you can march your whole life away like that. And you can get dazzled by uh, all the distractions that exist out there. And, And these are all great things. But as my grandfather used to say, hey, do everything, but do it in moderation. Yeah, Nothing wrong with watching football. But if you're watching football so often that you're not learning about how you're a slave, then you might want to think about that. You can do whatever you want. You can do anything you want. We respect it. The freedom people respect it completely. But don't bitch when you're having problems. That's the thing. There's information out there and not everybody wants it. Not everybody wants to be free. And so really, that's one of the things that, <laughs> I mean, we, we, uh, we had to come to terms with. There was a measure of naivety that we as an organization had to come to terms with. We thought because we were passionate about freedom, because we knew that we can't just grab our pitchforks and torches and rip these globalists out of their glass palaces and bring them to justice. You know, that's not the right way to do it, though. A lot of us might want that. Okay, that's not really the appropriate way to handle this right now. Yeah, there's a system that exists in place that you can use that they honor and respect if you follow the laws and the rules of it, and you can find some remedy. Now, are we completely free if we're filling out forms and 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 following these rules and regulations to protect ourselves? No, we're not completely free, but you're a hell of a lot freer than you were when you started yeah. as a nine to five employee. So in that way, you know, it is the lesser of the two evils, uh, but at least it's something. You're using the system without violence to protect yourself as best we possibly can. But uh, we were very surprised on how few people actually wanted freedom. It, we thought we thought we were going to blow the door off of it because we knew how to build trusts and protect people so well. We thought, oh, man, I mean, it's going to be great. And we do. We work with hundreds of clients, um, but we're not working with tens of thousands. And, and it's uh, which you should be. Let's be honest. You, you, you should be. I mean, we walk around with these, you know, these pocket computers. And, and you got everything you talk about freedom, Rex, it, it's it blows my mind because there's, a you know, as a military veteran myself, it's what we fought for. And, you know, our, our, our freedoms here in the U.S. And it's like, yeah, I value that. I, I value I value what that looks like and and what we get f- for that. But then nobody wants to do anything to get it or to, or to keep it for that matter. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the very discipline that makes our veterans and and military and police and sheriff's departments, such an exceptional, exceptional value to society. The very thing that makes them so valuable one, I mean, you got to have a good heart. I mean, you gotta, to be part of any of that, you got to have some balls and you got to have a good heart and you have good intentions. And, and that's what we believe. And, and we're on the side of law enforcement. We're on the side of veterans. Uh, our founder, Brad is a, is a veteran. And, uh, and, and absolutely we, we want that. We want to believe that, uh, uh, that we can help them as well. But the very thing that makes them so valuable to society is the discipline. And they learn a lot of that discipline in the social programming that teaches us to be good slaves. And so it's this really fine line on how, how do you do, how do you do this? 
And, and I use them as an example because the discipline that they exhibit to be able to perform at the level that they do and all levels that I just described, it, it's exceptional. And they have to be very dedicated to that. And that, that's clearly necessary. But all the rest of us that aren't doing exceptionally good things for society in terms of serving the community that way, we, we still have the same get in line, follow the rules, follow the protocol, don't ask a lot of questions, do as you're told. And so it's this very difficult line to draw. Discipline's important. Following orders and following some structure of society is incredibly important. But if we do that to the point that we never, ever pick the stone up and look under it or, or, or look around the corner and we're just tunnel vision dead set on what we're told to do, then we never discover all these other interesting ways to protect ourselves and leverage ourselves because we're supposed to be the freest country in the world. And we've got like 6 million laws. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to be free when you're jumping through that many hoops. You know, it's, it's funny that you bring that up. 6 million plus laws. <clears throat> I had, uh, I suppose it's been about two years ago. I'll share this real quick for you listeners out there that, that are, you know, Christians and whatnot. You know, you, you guys remember the, the original 10 laws, right? The 10 commandments is what they call them. And if you could go through all the laws that are in in the United States, if you followed the Ten Commandments, you couldn't break a single one of the six million that Rex just said, uh, laws that are on the books today. Just think about that for a second. Just anyway. Rex, it blows my mind, though. It's six million laws. And they just want to create more and more laws. It's okay. Well, yeah, I won't get down that rabbit hole. That's another thing. <laughs> keep my blood boiling. But uh, Rex, before yeah, well, you uh, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead, man. Yeah, what would society look like if everybody just honored their neighbor and they did unto others as they'd like to have done unto them? Oh, god, just yeah. real, real simple things. Yeah, right. It, and and, and we say it, and it is, it really is that simple. But with all it is, but the, you know. the system that they brainwashed us to live in is so restrictive and so oppressive and, and so much scarcity and fear that people don't have the ability to have the freedom and the peace of mind to be loving to each other. They don't have the, the, the comfort and the freedom to just relax and know there's plenty of everything. There is no scarcity. There is nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. When you're constantly in adrenal burnout from the stress of paying the living paycheck to paycheck and this isn't working out. I got to get my kids over here. I got to, what am I going to do? They're graduating high school and I, I got to get them to college because if they don't go to college, they're not going to make a living or how am I going to pay for it? It's just, if you stop and think about it, every aspect of your life, you're completely burned out by stress. Your adrenal gland is burning at the, you know, at the highest levels it can possibly burn. And you're, you're not in a position where you can make sound decisions. What would the world look like if you had more freedom to do what you wanted to do and be more creative and have less lack, what would you look like? You'd be a hell of a lot less stressed out. You'd treat your neighbor better. You'd function better. Everybody would have enough. You'd be, you'd see a turnaround so fast. People would not be cutting each other's throat because, you know, survival of the fittest. It's uh, it's a shame. You got to be tough. You do. And we're all for that. Yeah. You got to stand up for things, but this, this scarcity mentality is, is really driving a wedge between the American people. And and there's solutions to get get past that. And and I love how you said that. It it's and it's it's this is a mindset, folks. You really gotta you have to want to first off, you gotta understand what's really going on. You're you are living in the largest 
psyop that's ever been created in mankind. And 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 it's I'm I'm so glad that you said what you said, Rex. About you know you just th- there's enough to go around for everybody. That you know we, we live in, you know, a lot of people are fearful, stressful. What's what's the easiest way to control a large population and still fear? in them and feel like they, they need X, Y, and Z. I'm really glad you said that. You know, that's a good reminder for everybody that you don't have to, you know. And and again, not to get biblical, but you guys know how I am sometimes. You know, there, it, 365 times in the Bible it says, uh, do not be afraid. How many, right. how many days are there in a year? <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's not, I, you guys know me. I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't believe in coincidences. So, but, that being said, listen, if you're listening, open up another browser, thefreedompeople.org. Rex, you guys got, a, you know, we, we touched on uh, trust, and I and before we run out of time, there was something else that really was kind of intriguing to me, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit about it, is the birth certificate uh, side of things. Now, I'm, I'm used to, you know, I got my little square thing from the, the 70s, you know, it says my name, and it's got a social security number on it, but what's this uh, birth certificate, double authentication, that's a big word for me, authentication, I can't, tongue tie, anyway, yeah. what's the birth certificate thing about, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of along the same theme of critical first steps, Yeah, and when we, when we look at a, an individual making a decision to come into the private side of life, they're going to have to set a couple of things into motion. And one is get a trust started. And I'll, I, I'm sure there's other organizations that do do something. We couldn't, I'm sure there are now, we couldn't find any of them when we started. So we started it ourselves uh, to do this properly. You got to get a trust started. You can't really do anything else. You can explore, you can learn, you can go down a lot of different rabbit holes, but you really aren't going to protect yourself without a private trust. Okay. That's That's critical. Once that trust is in in motion or the process of getting it built is, is underway, then you got to start looking at what other kind of property you want to protect in this trust, okay? Because the trust is going to be very, very robust in that it's the vehicle that you need to do everything in the private side of life. So what's a valuable piece of property? We talked about LLCs. We talked about these types of things. There's stock investments, cryptocurrencies, real estate, land commercial properties, all the other things that you could possibly invest in are very, very valuable. But one of the most valuable things that has a value that's really unimaginable is your birth certificate. Because that document at birth, when they create that off whatever mom, you know, mama names you, and they take the name mama gave you, Mm -hmm. and they create a legal fiction off of it, they create a corporation out of it. And they most of the time, use it. Use your first, middle, last name in all capitals. We've all heard that. Yeah. That's very commonly understood. You can call that legal fiction or that corporation a straw man. You can call it an ins legis, which is the lawful term for it. These are legal fictions or, or fictional entities. And this particular corporation that's created out of your first, middle, last name at birth is, uh, is obviously recognized on this birth certificate. And Think of the birth certificate as a title to your car. It's really the best way to look at it. Mm. And that document represents tremendous amount of money. Now, does anybody, you've heard stories where there's all these private hidden trusts that exist out there and there's billions of dollars in these trusts. And you know what? A lot of that's true. A lot of that's true. 
how how you access that is a whole nother subject and and it's uh, it's even foggier than everything else we've talked about so we don't focus our attention on that but we do focus on is who owns that title let's at least find out who owns it first yeah let's get our hands on it let's take control over it and then later on we'll figure out if there's any money to gain from it that's uh, that's not the right way to let's do this first and so who has dominion or control over that document right now for for sake of ease of understanding is the district of columbia the district of columbia known as washington dc that that jurisdiction covers the entire north american continent just it's just we're talking in straight simple terms here we could go down a lot of different layers of detail right. on all this kind of stuff but just for argument's sake we're talking about the district of columbia washington dc they have their districts that stretch across the entire continent they have jurisdiction over everything that does business with them, okay? And the certificates of title, these birth certificates that they have off of our first, middle, last names, they own. So there is a process that you can go through, uh, what we call double authentication. It's a very lawful process and very, very straightforward. It's uh, not overly complicated. And that process will release title from the District of Columbia so that we can now place it squarely and safely in your private common law trust. So that's another service that we actually have as a free course on our website. You can do that without doing anything else with this because you need to do it. You need to do that first before you can protect it. So we make that available for free. You can go to freedompeople.org and join the free course and go through that process without even working with us in any other capacity. Now, let me, let me but ask it, you something Rex on that with the, you know, as a, as a, as a veteran and, and, uh, you know, going through the like different VA, you know, disabilities and stuff like that. If I, and again, ignorant question, I'm sure. But like, if I, if I change that, or if I, if I get the authentication from, from them, from uh, where it, it becomes mine, or where I can protect it, does that does that then open me up to like losing any certain benefits or anything like that that you have through the VA or or anything like that? Does that change things later on? No, it doesn't. And the idea here is that think of that asset, that entity as a business, because that's what they see it as. You're you're the guy that wakes up every morning, like we said before. You get up, you go through your morning routine, you do your regular deal, you go to work, you come home, you do that the whole life and you die. Well, that whole time, they're making money off of you via taxation and all kinds of other ways, all kinds of other ways, traffic tickets, court cases, child protection services, divorces, your driver's license, every single place you put your, your signature, they're making money off of you your entire life. So it's not just um, through this idea of, of of this corporation via the birth certificate i mean it's uh it's much deeper than that i mean that's where it starts that's the document that identifies you as a corporation that they're going to own but they see you as a business and and it's a subcorp to the for-profit u.s corporation under the district of columbia so it's a very valuable asset and it's worth a lot of money to them and so what we need to understand is that instead of letting them make the money off of that business that corporation that straw man let your trust be the beneficiary of those accolades, achievements, revenue that comes from that business. So the status of that corporation in terms of its capacity to net you a profit or make you money, not you, but your trust, your right. trust is the beneficiary. 
uh, still exists. So nothing changes. It's no different than if uh, well, you see it all the time in corporate America when the the little uh, you know hardware store gets bought out by the big box chain or or a retail store, auto dealerships, uh, food store. It doesn't matter what it is, grocery. It doesn't matter what it is. You see acquisitions and when bigger entities buy profitable businesses and bring them underneath their umbrella. It's no different. The first, middle, last straw man corporate fiction that the District of Columbia makes money off of is owned by them. We can own it. Our trust can own it and still make the money. So if you're, if you're, uh, you know, a, a firefighter, if you're a commercial contractor, if you're a, a banker, uh, all those things, those things don't change. Social security is a, is a touchy subject. That's not something that is easy to talk about because again, our social structure tells us that, hey, you've been working, busting your, your, busting your ass your whole life. You deserve to have a little back. You've been taking money, paying into it your whole life. You should get it. So people have a real fondness for the idea of getting this stipend social security payment when they get to, our, to the appropriate age. Uh, we don't really recommend that. That's not something that you really need in life. Again, back to the theme of there's no scarcity. You're going to have plenty if you set your mind to it. There's ways to be wealthy. There's ways that you do not have to live that way. What a what a sad story that we bust our balls our whole lives, and then we get a very small stipend to live out our our golden years. Yeah, that's just not that's not something that we think is is wise. Uh, we're sympathetic to it. We understand it. We understand why people find that so valuable, but it's not. It's them telling you that you can't handle your own affairs, and so they're going to make you pay in your whole life so that you can live as a pauper until you die. You're not mature enough to handle your own financial affairs in their mind because you're seen as a minor or a child, which is infirm or incapable of handling its own affairs. So they're going to do it for you. And they're going to give you that at the end. But all that to say, yes, you could still get your social security stipend payment uh, after you move that birth certificate properly over into a private trust and everything else. If you have a PhD, if you're anything you could think of, because that's not you, the business, the first middle last straw man character, the ins legus that we're talking about that has all those achievements, isn't you. You, the living man, identify that as that business, but that's not you. And so that. it's a that. business that your trust is going to own. And so in that way, those things don't change. Now, there's a lot of different ways you can leverage yourself and pull pull um, the living man out of the system that, you know, that can be discussed. But in terms of that business, the business really doesn't need to come out of the system. It's a public entity. It just needs to be owned by a private entity. Right. And that's what the trust does. I love so, it. So yeah, a lot of that stays the same. I love it. There's so much folks. There's, there's, there's so much. And I, that's big reason why I wanted these guys on and, and to bring them on because we're, you know, we're looking to be working with these guys and they're going to be an asset moving forward, not only for the show, but for heroes media group that our parent network as well. So if you're listening to the show again, open up another browser and go to the freedom people, .org. They got some great services. Uh, we've talked about some of them today. Rex, we're coming up on time. I got one more question for you, man. Yeah. You're on a show called The Decision Hour, and we have to make decisions every single day. Name a time in your life where your feet were on the line and you had to make that decision. What was it 
And what was the atmosphere like? Well, I'll tell you what, I mean, I think anybody in our space or, or this movement, this, this movement of, of real remedy, um, patriotism, freedom-minded organizations that are out there, and most of what all of us do in life is just bitch about everything. We're confused why the government isn't doing things on our best interest, why there's only two choices, Republican and Democrat, uh, Protestant, Catholic, you know, I mean, I, I won't get into all the other ones, but there's very few choices, very, very few choices. And mostly a lot of bitching and complaining that's gone on because we feel powerless. We don't feel like there's anything that we can do without a violent uprising, which nobody wants. We all know down deep that that might be necessary, but it's not beneficial at all. And there's a lot of loss that comes from it. And so when we all sit around and complain out of frustration, because we don't know what else to do for me, when, and I've studied this material for a long time, and again, it's been very difficult to sort it out, and we're, we're arriving and landing squarely on the things that we do know for sure, and as an organization, what we can do to help in a, in a lawful way, and that's great, but this was a long time coming for me, and how, how many years it takes, and during that process of bitching myself and complaining and wondering what to do, when the day came when I knew that I could make a decision to take this next step and protect my family, my children, my marriage, my assets in the private domain. And I knew that that was going to be a commitment because once you go down that road, and this isn't for everybody, that's very important to understand. We can't even work with everybody. Some people just aren't ready. That's just the nature of it. And that's okay. We're here when you are ready. But when I had to make that decision, that, that was what it was. It was that day to know that you can't go back. Once you start, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you commit to it, you know, it's just like that bungee jump. Once you go, you're going, <laughs> yeah. you're going, you're not coming back. <laughs> you're bouncing up on the rope. You know, there's no coming back. You can't stop midstream. And so that was it for me. When I decided to make the plunge from the, from the public to the private and commit me and my family to live in that way so that our future generations could know freedom. Thank you again for jumping on today and speaking with our listeners today. Hey, thank you guys for having us. We appreciate all that you do, and we're looking forward to talking with you guys again. Absolutely. Folks, thefreedompeople.org. Go check it out. That's all the time that we have today. Before we let you go, make sure you also check out our parent network, Heroes Media Group. Go check out all the shows and new articles that are coming up over there. Until next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.